Hi, this is Yara Stark from entrepreneurs-journey.com. Thank you so much for watching this video. What I'm about to show you is a ScreenFlow presentation from a talk I just did at the Web Success Summit. Thank you to Toby and Adam for inviting me to do a talk there. This was a little bit of an unusual crowd for me. I normally talk to people who are looking to have internet businesses and sort of break free from the, the nine to five job. In this case, most of the people in the audience had nine to five jobs working uh, at marketing firms, either as marketing managers or even CEOs of their company. Uh, the presentation though, however, is still of course about what I do, the blogging lifestyle, sitting at cafes, running a business and being able to make money online from a blog based information product business. So what you're going to see is a highlight reel of what I consider the most important points that makes my business successful. Uh, bear in mind this was designed to be an 18 minute presentation. It's actually the first time I've done a presentation of that size. Normally I do about an hour. So it's a little bit smaller than usual. I think the whole TED talk style of you know 20 minute type presentations really popular now allows you to move through a lot of speakers quickly. So hopefully still though you get some great information from this presentation. If you've never seen me talk about blogging or uh, you know watched any of my video content or read my blog about this then you'll definitely get something out of this. It really highlights the main points about what makes uh, my blogging business successful. Hopefully you get a few laughs in there too. I've got some funny slides. So uh, without further ado basically here's my presentation. Uh, take it away Yarrow. Hi, this is Yara Stark and thank you for watching this video presentation. In front of you is my entrepreneursjourney.com blog, or at least a screenshot. And this is a presentation I do on how I use my blog and podcast to grow my audience to 100,000 people and make 1 million online. So a quick little bit of background. My blog was started in 2005 as an experiment. Uh, it was a test of what exactly it means to be a blogger or to start a blog. And it was intended initially to be a hobby site. Prior to having this blog, I'd spent the previous seven years having various online businesses as well as one offline business. Uh, I had an English school offline. I had a proofreading business online as well as a, a Magic the Gathering card website and e-commerce store and trading forum as well as lots of other various uh, online projects. So this blog was started to basically tell stories from my head, my experiences in the past of being an entrepreneur. And uh, it was amazing what happened as a result of writing down what I'd done previously. Uh, people started to read this blog. So it quickly became my largest uh, business, basically. I, I grew my audience to, as I said, 100,000 email and RSS and daily readers. And I've used the blog to make over a million dollars in sales. Uh, that money has come from advertising, affiliate income, which is selling other people's products and services, as well as selling my own products and services. So the point of this presentation is to give you a very quick introduction to how I've gone about doing this and really highlight the most important points I consider uh, to have if you are going to have a blog of this sort of success. And it's certainly things that are universally applicable to all blogs, no matter what niche you're going into. So uh, let me get started. Let's go. This is a shot I just introduced you to. It's uh, actually me at a cafe. Uh, this one's from Melbourne, Australia, and it's a very, very common shot. This is how I actually do most of my work. Now, I bring this up now because this is very much the most important idea around what I represent and certainly what uh, people follow me for. Um, I've traveled the world sitting in cafes like this, writing to my blog with my computer. Uh, I also have a chocolate addiction. That's a, a chocolate milkshake there I'm drinking. And it really is what, what I'm all about. I, I love the lifestyle and the freedom and I love writing. So being in cafes is one of my favorite things to do in life. And I think it's the best kind of job you can have in the world. So uh, I really 
like to present that as a possibility and an option for any person who's willing to you know go on this journey with me so yeah that that's uh, that's the big dream so let's keep going I'm sure you've heard of The NeverEnding Story. It's a very, very popular children's uh, movie as well as a book. Uh, I was a huge fan. I still am a huge fan of this uh, movie and the book. Uh, I recommend you read the book if you get a chance because it's twice as long as the movie. The reason I have this slide here at the start is because storytelling has been so critical to everything that I do online. Uh, my blog began as a tool to tell those stories of my previous history as an entrepreneur. And it continued to grow as a tool to tell the ongoing stories I had as I did more projects and, and grew my, my online business. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it is really the heart of how I engage with people, how I deliver my content, how I get people to share my content. Because if they engage longer, then they're more likely to share my content with other people through all the social media you know about, like Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, whatever the case may be. Storytelling is at the heart of everything I've done. It really is the reason why I'm successful. So I, I can't reinforce that point enough. Now, beyond writing, I actually took my storytelling to a new place. I began a podcast. I actually started the podcast uh, about 30, uh, well, not 30, but halfway through, about six months into my blogging career. It's actually funny how I decided to start a podcast. It actually has a lot to do with the university lecture I had back when I was studying my undergraduate degree in, in Brisbane, Australia in, in business management. A certain university lecturer, after I met him to talk about an assignment, said to me that I had a great voice for radio. Now, up to that point, I really hadn't thought about any kind of radio career or certainly anything like that. But because he said that to me, it really cemented in my head that maybe I should do something with audio. And when the opportunity came to do a podcast, which is obviously an online audio show as a part of my blog, I was quite keen to experiment. Of course, when I started, podcasting was very new. There weren't really a lot of people doing it yet, but it was an easy thing to do for me. Um, and today, actually, how I do a podcast, you can see on your screen, there's a microphone on the right there. That's the Snowball by Blue. That's actually what I'm talking into right now. Um, and I record my voice through that. It gets recorded on my computer using uh, two tools when I do my podcast. I actually call people up on Skype, and that's how I get a person on to be interviewed. And then I use a program called Call Recorder, which just plugs into Skype. So I do the call, hit the record button, use this microphone to talk into, and at the end of that, I have a show. That gets uploaded to my blog, and away we go. Um, you can see a sample of the people I've interviewed there on the on the screen. Um, I've done over 80 podcasts. It's not been my, my main thing with my blog. Writing is what I do, but I have to really give a lot of credit to podcasting. Um, it's really provided three key benefits. Uh, number one is it's a great content creation tool. Uh, it's a great way to create engaging storytelling style content. In this case, I'm usually telling the story of the person I'm interviewing, not my own. But that's really compelling as well because I always get guests who have great stories and have had success as entrepreneurs. Two, it is a great way to connect with those guests. So if you're looking to make a connection with someone successful in your industry or you're just trying to network online, maybe you don't live near a big city, you can't get to events. Podcasting for me as an Australian, I can't get to a lot of American events, has been a great way to get to know a lot of successful people online. And that, as you probably know, can lead to all kinds of amazing benefits uh, such as joint ventures, just access to people who are very smart, who have access to resources, they can connect you with things. So I really can't recommend it enough. 
And the third benefit of podcasting is the traffic. If you do these interviews, what you'll find is people will share them. They'll listen to you while they're in their car or they're traveling on public transportation, um, on their computers, wherever the case may be. Plus, if you're lucky, the person you interview will share that podcast with their audience. So bringing you new exposure to new people. It's your voice, so that's also very helpful because your voice is featuring on the podcast. So your, your brand is getting exposed to new people there as well. Plus, podcasting is just a, a new channel. Thanks to um, iTunes and other podcasting subscribing tools, you can reach a lot of people with an audio or a video format podcast, which you wouldn't necessarily reach if you were just doing uh, the written word as a blogger. So I certainly recommend a podcast as something you uh, attempt to apply to you know, your marketing mix online. I show this to you simply because I want to make a very important note of how email marketing has been critical to what I do as a blogger. Now I have only one really big regret or I guess you could say one thing that I would do differently if I started again as a blogger which would be to start my newsletter earlier. I waited 12 months before I added an opt-in box to my newsletter and, and for my newsletter and began collecting subscribers. That was too late. I should have started from day one. But since then, my newsletter has grown to become really the main direct response mechanism I have for reaching my audience. It, it's still the best tool I have to get people to see what I do, to share resources, to uh, recommend products and services, and to make sales and to make money. So having a combination of a blog and an email list really gives you the ability to both attract traffic from the web using the blog, from things like search engines and social media, and then get them onto a newsletter where you have a direct point of contact for you know ongoing communication, relationship building, and really that, that click onto the, the link in the email to get people to go where you want them to go. So a really, really important tool, and I certainly cannot recommend it enough. Get yourself an email newsletter on your blog. Now, to incentivize people to join my newsletter, I've made use of these sorts of resources you can see in front of your screen. In fact, the one on the left, the Blog Profits Blueprint, was really the most important free resource I've ever created. So I strongly recommend you consider this as a tool to get a lot of traffic and, and really spread your name, uh, your, get your brand out there, and of course help people. When I wrote the Blog Profits Blueprint, it was uh, about two years after having ready started to make money from blogging. I took about a month and a half to sit down and create the 55-page document and just took them through an A to Z guide of how to make money with my blog. That blueprint was then used as part of a launch process to sell my, my first training program, uh, Blog Mastermind. And it went very far and very wide and reached a lot of people and really cemented my brand as a, a teacher of professional blogging. Uh, it, it's helped a lot of people. It got downloaded about 30,000 people just within that launch period of time and has continued to be downloaded. In fact, I get between 50 and 100 subscribers a day and that's consistent now for over five years thanks to primarily this Blog Profits Blueprint. I also went on to create some more reports, the membership site master plan, as well as um, some video resources like the conversion blogging video, and I have audio versions as well. So really big fan of doing A to Z guides. No matter what subject you're in, you can certainly do an A to Z guide on how to solve a problem or how to do whatever it is you'd help people to do. And that's a fantastic way for really building a great free resource to give people and uh, that's part of your newsletter. So you give them as the opt-in resource uh, reward for joining the newsletter. And that's a great one-two punch. Can't recommend it enough. It's been really what put me on the map in the blogging world. So consider it for your, for your own uh, blogging uh, pursuits. 
Now this is an important slide because I think it's really relevant to where the internet is going today, especially if you're an independent creative, like a blogger, a writer, um, a musician, uh, an artist, a painter, whatever the case may be, if, if you have a creative uh, exploit that you want to share with people online and you're trying to build a following enough to make a living from it, then the 1000 true fans concept from Kevin Kelly, which is an article you can uh, Google for online, and the book Tribes by Seth Godin, uh, these books both point to the power of, uh, I guess, one branded identity, a personal brand, uh, creating a following. So Kevin Kelly's main point with the 1,000 True Fans, he puts that at the, I guess, the start of the long tail. So you really, you don't sit in the really mainstream popular category. You are in the long tail of, of small niche providers of information or entertainment or whatever it is you do. But you, you establish enough of a following around about 1,000 true fans. Now, those 1,000 true fans will buy everything you produce. They're really the people that, ha that's how you make a living. So if you're a musician, they'll buy your CDs, they'll tend your small gigs, your MP3s, whatever it is you produce, your, your um, T-shirts, caps, mugs. Uh, if you're a blogger like myself, they're the people who will buy my products, my teaching programs. They'll consume everything I create. They're really the people who love what I do. And they're how I get uh, a thriving business. If I wasn't for those people, I wouldn't have customers, or at least enough to make a living from. And if you can think of it, 1,000 true fans spending $100 per year is equal to $100,000. So after expenses, that's still a fairly reasonable living for a creative person. And you can go further than that, obviously, if, if you have more product or you get more than 1,000 true fans. Now, Tribes by Seth Godin is a similar concept, although he tends to focus more on the need for leadership, uh, being a person who stands up and actually leads your community. So he looks as, uh, at the tribe concept as combining an idea that is shared by a group of people, and you step in to lead that group of people, and of course, you're also passionate about that idea. In my case, that photo I showed you of me sitting in a cafe writing, that's very much the idea, the lifestyle of a blogger, of an online entrepreneur that I represent. I'm one of the, the leaders in this space, and that's what people come to me to learn more about. So I help with that movement. Now, I think these two concepts of tribes and 1,000 true fans are extra important, especially as we move on uh, beyond you know, the current times, because the internet is increasingly getting more and more crowded. There's more and more experts. There's some great people even in my space right now who are doing amazing things, and there's a lot more of them than when I started seven years ago. So in order to really keep surviving and thriving in your space, you have to cultivate these true believers, these, these fans, these people in your tribe, because they're the ones that allow you to have a, a successful business. So nurture the most important people to you and keep figuring out why it is they're there so you can bring more people into your tribe, into your true fan base. Now, all of this comes into really what I believe is the, the, the key, a successful point, I guess, of what I've done with blogging, and I think most bloggers do if, if you're an individual blogger. It's being likable, adding value, which then leads to building a personal brand, which then people trust you. Now, I have this picture here because it's actually quite a funny story. Uh, when I was just starting with my blog, I started to get some more interest from uh, media, more press coverage, both online and offline. So, obviously, I need to start looking, getting some photographs of myself. So what I did was I went down into my garage that I had in my, my first house. I turned on the yellow halogen lights, which, which aren't great lighting for, for uh, doing a photograph like this. I got on a suit, the only suit I had, which to be honest didn't really fit me very well and had some serious stripes going on there. 
I didn't tuck my t-shirt in. I did what I could. I had long hair back then as well. Uh, I took this photograph in my garage and then took it back to my computer and attempted to edit it. And I made my face a little bit yellow, I think. So it's not a great look, but I ended up using that photo as the main photo on my blog for quite a number of years before I eventually did get a haircut and started to wear clothes that fit me. However, because this photo really was the main photo people identified with as they got to know me, it also got shared a lot online and became what very much Yarostarek stands for, both as a person and a, I guess a visual representation of me through my blog and, and all the things I did online. It's quite funny because this is still very much an important part of my brand, even though I cut my hair more than three years ago. I still have people uh, act surprised on things like Facebook when they, they tell me uh, they like my new haircut, but they also liked when I had long hair. And I tell them I actually cut it three years ago. So you can see how much this image has been uh, very much uh, stamped on my personal brand. So uh, I really, really see this as part of a representation of how important that likability plus value add leading to a personal brand is. I used my blog to deliver value. I told stories which made people you know, connect with me on a human-to-human -human basis. That's what blogging is great for, which led to a personal brand and trust. And that image became associated with it. Now, what's the most important thing when you've got this personal brand and trust? It helps you do a very crucial part of an online business, which is conversion. Now, I put that photo in there, a bit of a tongue-in-cheek joke, but it's uh, not entirely a joke because really online is all about converting people to whatever it is you're selling, your movement, uh, what you stand for, what you teach, what, what value you offer to people. So all the things I've been talking about up to this point really lead up to the most important element, at least from a business perspective, which is getting that conversion. You can get more buyers, more people who will trust what you say, who will engage with your content and ultimately lead to becoming customers if you do all these things. Things. You, know, you, you form 1,000 true fans, you build a tribe around your movement, uh, you connect on a human-to-human -human basis using written content, using podcast content, also other forms of content like video, um, and connecting on all the different tools you can use online. And of course, having an email newsletter as well as a direct response mechanism, giving away reports, A to Z guides, and all of that can help you boost your sales. So that pretty much sums up my short presentation on uh, what blogging uh, has done for me and, and how I built a successful blog. I recommend these are the key takeaways for you just from this presentation alone. These are things you can ask yourself now to see whether you know you can apply some of the things I've been talking about. So are you using content marketing effectively? That includes podcasts, uh, giving away free reports or A to Z guides in whatever format you prefer to use. And of course, are you telling stories? Really big point. Content marketing is about storytelling. So use the different tools, tell stories, reach people. And that's how you can get to having a nice tribe and 1,000 true fans. It's worth asking yourself right now, do you have a tribe or 1,000 true fans or is there a small group that's growing of people who love everything you do? Even if you're running a small business, do you have a core following of hyper-responsive customers? The people who buy everything you produce, who you know interact with you, communicate with you, the people who care about what you do and, and the people who benefit the most from what you do. They're important people to understand because you want to find out why they trust your company or your, your business, whatever it is you do online, because they're the people that derive most of your income. Understand why they trust you and you can use that knowledge to bring in more people by helping other people to trust you using all these uh, mechanisms for communication. And of course, I wouldn't be a blog teacher if I didn't recommend and ask whether you actually have a blog yourself yet as part of your own uh, personal branding strategy or of course for your business. 
Well, that's it for this presentation. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Yara Stark, and I'll talk to you very soon.